1: With you folks uh, thank you for honoring us and allowing us to come across your airwaves wherever you may be and talk about the book of psalms and we've been calling this uh process uh, songs in the night we know that psalms are songs that we're saying uh among the hebrew nation and they were songs of encouragement they were songs of reminder they were songs talking about how god was and we're thrilled to continue on with these songs we're at psalm number 121 but before we get there with me, as always, is my friend and fellow co-host, uh, Stephanie Wesco. Stephanie, good morning.
2: Good morning, Doug. How are you?
1: The dream. Living the dream. I was able to get my walk-in this morning. I, mm. I had my venti chai tea latte, uh, no water. Things are going good.
2: Wow. No, no venti chai for me, and no walk. I mean, I was walking around my house getting things done, but no walk-in yeah. this morning. Hoping for later today.
1: I don't think anyone's going to judge you either way. And uh, But anyway, here we are as we cruise through, and we have this segment, the Naughton Knuckleheaded Moment, <clears throat> a segment pointing out what people shouldn't be like. And you might be a knucklehead if, and I think this one is if you don't clean up your house. I think you might be a knucklehead if you just don't clean up behind yourself. You know, if God's letting you rent or buy a home and clean it, man. Keep it clean. It's okay for things to smell good. It's okay to have a clean house. You might That's be a right. knucklehead if you don't clean your house. That's all I'm saying. You know. Yeah, I agree with you. You know, Stephanie has eight kids and they're a challenge, but her house is always clean. And uh, Debbie has always kept a beautiful home with us. I try to hang with her in that area. And I think it does a couple things. First of all, we're glad to be there, man. You get depressed when you live in a dirty, messy, upside down collection type of house it uh, it messes up your morale you know uh, there are people hold on to things forever and ever let go of that and uh, and clean up and then food that's right with god we've been talking about everything from fruit that's right with god vegetables that's right with god and i think this next one is a or uh, fruit but we eat it as a vegetable which is i like zucchini squash and uh, like it a lot and i like any kind of summer squash so zucchini's green summer squash and Summer squash is yellow, I guess, is how we call it around here. I like that, man. That's good stuff.
3: Mm-hmm. And,
1: um, I eat a lot of it. So that's where I'm at. Food that's yeah. right with God, summer squash, zucchini, um, and knucklehead. Clean your house, or you might be a knucklehead. So, Stephanie, we cruised through 119. We really didn't cruise through it. We took a long time learning from God's Word. Over and over again, we were, we were told the precepts, how we should do things, Uh, that we should be reading the Word of God, that we should be trusting God, that God should be number one in our lives, that we we should come out the other end with not worried about the people that aren't saved, aren't doing right. The psalmist kept on saying in 119, you know, these people could care less about you and stuff, but he would always get the focus right, which is, God, this is about my relationship with you, and I care about you, and I want to do what's right, and I need your help. And then we ended up in Psalm 120 Where it's talking about being in distress, crying unto the Lord, delivering his soul. Uh, And and the psalmist there is saying, Man, uh, God, I need you. And, you know, arrows are coming after me. People, these areas want me. My soul uh, have, I like that, have long dwelt with him that hateth peace. I am for peace, but when I speak, they are for war. He said, Boy, we live, we ended up Psalm 120 saying, man, I live in this world that they're for war, they're for fighting, they're for doing the weird things. They're, they're the people we're around that are uh, messing up our testimony, doing things wrong, driving us crazy. And and that's what he's saying. He's saying, man, these guys are nuts. And uh, But it's okay to go with God with that and say, hey, these people I'm around, this is hard stuff. And I, I think that brings us to Psalm 121 and what's going on. And let me read through that real quickly. So we're on Book of Psalms. We're in Psalm number 121, I will, it starts out with, and Wills is in capital, lift mine eyes unto the hills from whence cometh my help. My help cometh from the Lord, which hath made heaven and earth. He will not suffer any foot to be moved. He that keepeth thee will not slumber. Behold, he that keepeth Israel shall number slumber, neither slumber nor sleep. The Lord is thy keeper. The Lord is thy shade upon the right hand. The sun shall not smite thee by day, nor the moon by night. The Lord shall preserve thee from evil. He shall preserve thy soul. The Lord shall preserve thy going out and coming in from this time forth and even forevermore. This is an interesting psalm. It's, uh, It's saying where the psalmist is talking about his focus and and how he's cared for. And I mean, as we went through that, Stephanie, what came to your mind?
2: Well, I love this psalm. Um, it's another one of those psalms that was um, something I saw my clung to um, during our time of evacuation um, from Cameroon. And there is so much comfort here in realizing I think this psalm is one that is a part of that foundation of when everything else is falling apart. It gives all these things that it says God is and that he will do. Yeah. And um, he is our keeper. He is our shade. He will preserve us. He will preserve our soul. There's just so much here. I think whenever I read this Psalm, I come away encouraged and comforted that God is in
1: control. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. And I think, you know, those first couple verses, I'm looking at creation, you know, you get a thing that he's seeing Jerusalem up on the hill, but he's seeing the new Jerusalem. He's seeing the heaven. He's seeing, uh, you know, and it's a lesson for all of us to look on God's creation and to look beyond and know that God is there, that he's taking care of these things, that we can look to him. and, and, And who can you really look to in today? I mean, who are who's going to be that, that rock? Who's going to be the stability in our life? And, you know, I submit folks that only God is. Only God can be that rock that allows us to stand on that foundation when times are bad. Only God can be that rock that helps us get through when times are upside down. Only God. Only God. And I can say that over and over again, but it's true. Only God. And, and I think that's what the psalmist is saying here. It's only God. It's a uh, his creations before me. And we remember that great verse, I believe it's, is it uh, Psalm 19 that talks about God's creation? And, but, you know, going back, he's lifting up his eyes. He's, he's looking for his help that cometh from the Lord. And then that bears the question or begs the question, uh, where does our help come from? On any given day, you know, is if this happens, if this comes into my mind, if this trouble, if I seek it, What do I do with it? Do I do anything at all with it? You know, These are the things that I was thinking of when I looked at these first couple verses is what do we do when tough times come? I mean, Stephanie, do you know what I'm saying here? I mean, what is, this is the protocol of what we should be doing, but what do we do most of the time?
2: Well, we're humans. And so I think for most of us, for me, um, maybe simultaneously with praying sometimes, but sometimes all by itself is just freaking out, going, what in the world is happening here? Um, because, you know, s- bad things happen, but God never planned for bad things to happen. I was just going through the creation story um, with my Bible class last night and trying to help the kids understand. And it's hard for a child to wrap their mind around this, but that God did not create. When he created the world, it was perfect. Yeah, He didn't create a world where there would be shootings. He didn't create a world where there would be 9-11 scenarios happening. That is not how God created the world.
1: Right. And he didn't create and, and a world where a, people got PTSD from those things. Yes. Yeah.
2: Yes. And so understanding that these things that throw us into confusion and terror and heartache are unnatural. Yeah. Because they're not what God created things to be. And so that is why the only way – to get through them and not fall apart is to lift up our eyes and yeah. our God, because he is the only hope to get through these things because they are not what he meant to be. Exactly. And that's a huge, that's a huge key to, to remember.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And, and it is to remember that, Hey, we're in a different place in 2021 than we were probably when most of us were born. I mean, this whole, Nation, this whole world—I mean, not just to pick on our country, but this whole world has changed. It's waxed more and more evil, as the Bible said. There's all these different things up here, and so it does come down to: Do we lift our eyes up? Do we do we get our help from the Lord? Those are good questions. And we get to verse three, and it says, "He will not suffer thy foot to be moved. He that keepeth thee will not slumber." And you know, as you look at that, and as you go to verse four, it says, "Behold, he that keepeth Israel." She'll neither slumber nor sleep. So he's saying, you know, uh, I don't know. We're not going to move. We, you know, with God, God doesn't move. We're not going to move. He keeps Israel. He keeps the higher headquarters. He keeps uh, everything's together. We don't have to worry about those things because God is in control of those things. Mm -hmm. You know, my father's eyes are upon us. They keep these things. They know what we're doing. We see what he's doing. We live that. And... I don't know, Stephanie, I think that sometimes, you know, like we were talking about those first two verses, uh, sometimes in the beginning, in those first two verses, maybe we're not looking to the heavens. But in those second two verses, we can't live as Christians without understanding who God is. Yeah, we can't uh, struggles and battles and life and deaths and craziness and separations and people going nuts and all those different things, having to go through them without seeing God and all we do and knowing that he's the same, that things aren't changing, that heaven's still there, that we still get to go there. Without seeing that, it's harder to go through these battles. It's harder to go through these struggles. So so back in the old days, so from the Spanish-American War going backwards. So if you could go back from the late 1800s in our nation uh, back to, 1776 and the Revolutionary War and stuff, there was one thing that was required in the U.S. Army manual, and that was a guidon or a flag. And the reason they carried that flag, Stephanie, is so that when they attacked the enemy, the friendly troops, you know, uh, the brethren, would see that flag raised up in the air, and they would know that flag's moving forward, and they would know everything that flag stood for. And people Uh would give their life for that American flag or give their life for that regimental flag, and, uh, and, and they'd run into battle. They'd say, man, look at that flag. That's our flag. We're responsible to that flag. Everybody around us is serving that flag. The best chance we have to live and win this war is to follow that flag, but we don't equate that, I think. We don't realize that we, we have a standard bearer in God. Uh, we have his word to hold up high, to wave our answer back to heaven, uh, we have all that.
0: And, and I guess, Stephanie, yeah.
1: looking at this from your perspective, I mean, what's our flag? What, what do we hold up? What are we, what keeps us going in battle?
2: Wow. That's an interesting way to look at it. I think when we are going through a trial, I mean, it should be this way, whether we're going through a trial or not, but Jesus gave us his word It is our lamp to our feet, our light to our path. It is what we are to follow in many ways is that flag. And he's given us the Holy Spirit. And, you know, there's the idea of um, him being our comforter. Jesus talked about him being the comforter when he, when he introduced in a sense, the Holy Spirit to the disciples and told them that he wouldn't leave them comfortless, but that he was going to send the comforter. And, you know, I think if we had to, if I had to say we have a flag to follow, our flag to follow would be the precepts, the guidance, the um, comfort of God's word. But then also having the Holy Spirit that goes out before us, that walks beside us, that is that is there, that He's that that shadow of protection under which we can hide, and that gives that gives confidence. It should give us boldness to say, therefore, we won't fear. Because we know who our God is, um, and yeah, we're gonna be—we're t- gonna have fear. We're gonna have those shocking, you know, when things happen that we don't plan on, that aren't our fault. Things happen because we live in a wicked, sin-cursed world. You have to have that flag yeah. flying. You ha- you better have already known what it looks like. You better have already been memorizing it, meditating on it. Um, identifying with it in a sense because you don't have a lot of time to think when those times come exactly. of where do I look? Exactly. And so there better be a pattern already set in your life or you will fall apart when can, those traumas
1: and come. And they're coming. And and if you know, if we're not in a trial now, we just got out of one or one's coming and uh but, you know, the other point to this, I think, Stephanie, or the other piece to this as we were talking, as you were talking, it made me think about this, is some of us need to be flag bearers. Some of us need to hold it up. When people are down, when people are in that bad spot, when people, their lives seem upside down, when people are, you know, things are sideways, uh, sometimes we have to lift up the standard, Sometimes we yeah. have to go over those verses and, and 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 bring a latte and and hug them and hold them and love them and care for them and and I think that's important. And then we get down to yeah. verses five and six, and it says, "The Lord is thy keeper; the Lord is thy shade upon thy right hand. The sun shall not smite thee by day, nor the moon by night." And uh, so it goes on here. So we, we we've been through that. His creation, I look to Him, it's all before me. Then we went through a minute ago that God's always with us. He's always behind us. His eyes are always around us. And now we get to this place where I think that the Lord's presence is is right next to us. His presence is a big part of who we are. And I, and I think as I just read those verses, understanding that He's our keeper. He's thy shade upon thy right hand. He's the one. So He's with us right now, Stephanie. He's... Yeah. He's, he's getting us through this, and I wanted to, before I go back to you, I wanted to add 7 and 8 to that as well, uh, because I, I think there's something there where God's care, too, shows up in 7 and 8, and it says, "...the Lord shall preserve thee from evil." And he shall preserve thy soul. The Lord shall preserve thy going out and thy coming in from this time forth and even forevermore. So we remember in these biblical times in the Old Testament during the writing of the book of Psalms that you would go in and out of gates and villages. And some of the most dangerous places ever were leaving your villages when it was dark. And going to do some trading and stuff with other villages. And so this is the kind of talk that, hey, he goes with me when I'm going out. He goes with me when I'm coming in. And I I think we can see, uh, Stephanie, that that we need that. Uh, Boy, did you need that on that October day um, back there in Cameroon. And you guys went out and the Lord was with you. You came back one last, but God was still with you in the midst of the craziness, in the midst of the struggle and and what is that uh, what is that that told you or had you feel like hey god's with me what was the thing in your spirit or your head uh that let you know that hey i'm with you
2: um i don't his word i mean i don't remember much from those from those hours yeah. Except, except that, um, that his word just kept coming to mind, and it was the only stabilizing thing I really had. Um, I mean, obviously, there was people around that cared about us, but I'm talking about from an internal perspective. It was his word. That was all I had to cling to was yeah. promises and comfort from his word.
1: And falling back on that word. So having yeah. the standard so greatly grained within you and – and those types of things and and I think that's so important. So I think we've learned from this psalm as we've went through it that that we we need to look to God. We need to look to his creation and and these folks looked to Jerusalem as their now we have our local church and and he looked beyond to God and and uh, we need to understand that God God's eyes are upon us. He's his presence is beside us and his care is real and around us. And I want to do something different. I want to play a song and then go back and talk for a minute or two with Stephanie. So I'm going to ask that Stephanie actually uh, goes ahead and mutes her phone for a minute. And I'm going to go ahead, folks, and I'm going to play. We have a brand new song. And this is the very first song that came back out of our recording session. And uh, the name of this song is He Sets Me Free. This is a song that Stephanie and I wrote, and uh, I really love this song. I called it Our Worship Song, and uh, I just love the work on the music. I love the song. I love everything about it. And uh, But anyway, go ahead and listen to it. It sets me free, and I think it fits how God did this today and gave us Psalm 121 and then gave us this song. It's amazing because I believe it fits. Well, here's He Sets Me Free by Stephanie Westco and family, written by Stephanie and I.
3: in the morning I see the golden sunrise, His glory shining in my eyes. He's the God of eternity, He sets me free. When my world starts to fall,
1: Stephanie you can come back with us. That was great. Uh, he sets me free. So that was the first, uh, public playing of our song. Stephanie he sets me free. Wow. And man, I'll tell you, I thought it was great. And, uh, folks, I wanted to play that song for a couple reasons. One is I think it went with the song and Stephanie and I are always looking at music and trying to do that. Uh, the second reason is, uh, that song was initially created, as we were preparing for a camp last year at Camp Joy, Wisconsin, a camp that we're holding again this year. So we're going to have a camp at Camp Joy, Wisconsin uh, from September 14th, uh, Sunday. You'd get there Monday in time for supper. They'll be preaching a little bit of teaching that night. And we go through Friday morning. Uh, So you want to come out and be part of that. It's at Camp Joy, Wisconsin, starting on September 14th. And finishing on September 17th, right? 14, 15, 16, 17. No, it must start on the 13th. Uh, It starts on the 13th. I'm sorry.
2: Monday, whatever that Monday is. Monday the
1: 13th. Yeah, because the following Sunday is my birthday. And so, yeah. So you want to make sure that that if you can come, we would love to have you at Camp Joy, Wisconsin. So wouldn't we love to have them, Stephanie? That it would be wonderful. Definitely. and we will sing this song with you. This is our Camp Joy song. It's our camp song. We wrote it for Camp Joy. We debuted it, at, uh, debuted it, debuted it. At Camp Joy last year, and we'd love to sing that with you. Listen, folks. More important than anything else is keeping our eyes on Jesus, knowing that He's all around Mm -hmm. us, knowing His presence is besides us, and knowing that His care is always around you. But you know, to get all that, you have to sign on. You have to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Listen to everything Brother Eric has to say right now, and make a decision to accept Jesus Christ. Please don't go through this world without Him as your Savior. Sign on. Hey, listen. We love you. If we can do anything to help you, come find. Find us at Help for Wounded Spirits Facebook page. Have a great day. Thank you.
0: Thank you for listening to our podcast today. It is very important to all of us at Help for Wounded Spirits that you know your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. The Bible is very clear with a simple salvation message. You can know today. First, you're a sinner for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Second, there's a price on sin, for the wages of sin is death. Third, Jesus paid that price for you, but God commendeth his love toward us, in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Lastly, you must speak it with your mouth and believe it with your heart, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus,